Somebody bless the name of the Lord. Praise, praise, praise. Keep praising the Lord. Keep lifting a shout of praise unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's worthy. Amen. Hallelujah. We give him praise because he deserves it and he's worthy of it. How many of you know that he's worthy of our praise? Come on, just keep your hand up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this great time in your presence. We thank you that you are here with us. And once again, we surrender our all to you. Our all, Lord, we mean our all. Everything on the inside of us. We put down at your feet today in the name of Jesus. We ask, Lord, that you have your way inside of us. May your word transform and change. May your word bring a shift in our hearts today. May your word bring a shift in the atmosphere today. Everything that is stagnant in our life, everything that is stagnant in this atmosphere, we pray and we declare the fire of your Holy Spirit to bring a shift, to bring a shift. Say with me, shift. Lord, shift, shift the atmosphere in our favor. In the name of Jesus, may the overflow of the glory of God, may the fire of the Holy Spirit be present here today among us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for we declare that this place is holy ground unto you. We declare that today we are standing on holy ground. We declare today that we take off our sandals. Anything that stands, hallelujah, in the way, anything that is a distraction between us and you, Lord, as you said to Moses to take off his sandals, we take off everything that is a hindrance that prevents us from stepping into your presence. May we put it down aside so that we can step into your presence, enter into the holy of holies and experience, say with me, experience your glory and your power in the name of Jesus. We thank you that every plan of the enemy against this place to bring a destruction, every plan to destruct this place, Father, we bind by fire of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' mighty name. And every saint in the house, just give the Lord a big amen. amen. Hallelujah. 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 Whoa, praise the Lord. Amen. We thank God for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. We thank God for his presence. We thank God that we can step into the Holy of holies amen there is no restriction god has torn down the curtain and we can step in today but what is restricting you amen the restriction is from you if you are not able to enter in it is you but not god the curtain is open and i want to encourage you as we start this sermon or we enter into the word of god i want to encourage you to begin to say, Lord, I want to receive from your word today. Amen. I want to receive from you. I don't want anything to stand in my way and prevent me from receiving and eating of your word. Amen. God's word is alive. God's word is living. But it's up to you. Is your mouth open today? 
your spiritual mouth. I'm not saying open your, your mouth and say, yes, Lord, I'm hungry. Your spiritual mouth, your heart must be hungry today to receive something from the Lord. Amen. Let's give it up for Jesus. Hallelujah. So today, you know, the Lord kept dropping into my spirit over the week as I was praying and seeking the face of God. These three words kept dropping into my spirit. These three words, pursue, overtake, recover all. Oh, I thought somebody would be saying a bigger amen. Pursue, say with me, pursue, overtake, recover all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pursue, overtake. Amen. And this, I'm not talking about overtaking, like overtaking in the physical, like when you want to overtake a tricycle or a trotro that comes in your way. You just overtake and then you just stop. You slow down, right? No, I'm talking about an overtaking, like, amen, the power of the Holy Spirit over your life. That will cause an overtaking, amen, an anointing to bring forth an overtaking in your life. So that nothing will stop you in your track. So that you will overtake the enemy and you will possess and recover what is yours. Amen. Hallelujah. Many of us are afraid of overtaking. Amen. Many of us are so careful of overtaking but there is an anointing we're in a season and as we were praying few days ago me and my wife the Lord said to us that there is an anointing for overtaking hallelujah you know when the Spirit of the Lord comes on you you will not run like you run in the flesh amen there is power in the Holy Spirit that can cause an overtaking in your life. That can bring forth an overtaking in your life. And this is what we sense the Spirit of the Lord doing. God is releasing over you an anointing for you to overtake and to recover what the enemy has stolen from you. Hallelujah. Oh, I don't know what you have lost. Many of you have come in here and you have lost something. Maybe you have lost a son. Maybe you have lost a marriage. Maybe you have lost something in your finances. But I have a word from the Holy Spirit for you today. A word in season. A word empowered by the Spirit of God. It's your season to begin to pursue. It's your season to begin to overtake. It's your season to begin to recover it all. Listen to the word of God in 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 46. It says the power of the Lord came on Elijah. Hallelujah. And tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead. Say with me ahead. Some of you I see in the realm of the spirit, you are running ahead in the name of Jesus. He said tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. Now maybe you've read this scripture many times. You know, Ahab took on horses and chariots. But guess what Elijah took on? He took on the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, the word of God says to us that Ahab went ahead. 
He went before. In fact, it was Elijah who said to him when he realized the rain was coming. He said, set out. Go out. Ahab took on horses and chariot. But guess what Elijah took on? The Bible tells us that the spirit of the Lord overshadowed. May the spirit of the Lord in this season overshadow you. May the favor of God bring an acceleration over your life. Just as Elijah was accelerated in the realm of the spirit so that he can run in the physical world. May that anointing cause you to run in the spirit. And it will manifest, you will overtake every enemy that is standing before you in the name of Jesus. I don't know what enemy is stealing from you today, but there is an anointing for you today to begin to overtake and to take back. The word of God says, recover all. Take back everything that belongs to you. If it belongs to me and God has given it, it is mine. Say with me, it is mine. I am going to take it back. Hallelujah. The word of God says, the power of the Lord came upon Elijah. When the power of God comes upon you, things that are impossible would become possible. When the word of God, the angel of the Lord came and said to Mary that she was going to give birth. She said, how is this going to happen? But the angel of the Lord had news for her. He said to her, the spirit of the Lord will overshadow you. May the spirit of the Lord in this season overshadow you. Everything that is slow, may that anointing cause you and bring an acceleration in your life so that there will be a speeding. Amen. You will begin to take off. Ahab went ahead. And you may think that the enemy has gone so far away with whatever it is that he has stolen from you. He has gone so far away. Ahab took on chariots and horsemen. But Elijah took on the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible tells us that Elijah reached. He got to Jezreel before Ahab. Hallelujah. You know, whatever it is that the enemy has stolen from you, before he reaches his destination so that he can turn and begin to laugh at you, that before he reaches there, he will see you standing before him and saying to him, give it back to me. What is mine is mine. It does not belong to you. I'm going to take back. Say with me, take back. Oh, you guys are not saying it like you mean it. I thought you would be standing and shouting, Lord, it's the season. And we are going to take back what belongs to us. Hallelujah. Pursue. It's time. It's the season and the anointing, the power of God. That river of God is flowing into this place for you to begin to pursue. Stop sitting in your chair. Stop being comfortable. Stop sitting and watching the enemy steal from you. Oh, none of you would sit and watch the enemy or watch a thief steal from you in the physical world. Amen. Your homes are full of cameras. Your homes are full of dogs. Your homes have barbed wires, electric fences all over them. Why? Because you don't want a thief to come in. Amen. Are you with me? We're so aggressive when it comes to the physical things. We're okay. We're not okay for someone to steal something from our car. Nowadays, when you open 
the boot of a car, you see how a battery is strapped down. Why? Because we are afraid that someone will come and steal our car battery. Hallelujah. Amen. We are afraid. We do everything in the physical. But how about the spiritual today? Amen. How about we rise up now and say to the devil, look him in the face and say to him, enough is enough. You have stolen from me. I have allowed you. When the devil steals from you, it's not because God is allowing him to steal from you. God may allow the enemy to come, but when you open the door, he will steal from you. Church, we are not fighting a cartoon character wearing a red jersey with some horns and holding a stick in his hand. We are fighting an enemy, an enemy according to John chapter 10 verse 10, who wants to steal from us, who wants to kill us, who wants to destroy us. Amen. Are you with me? Many of you have watched too much cartoons. So you think that when you're talking about the devil or we're speaking about the enemy, we think we're fighting an enemy who is a cartoon character. Holding a small stick coming to pierce you and make you uncomfortable. Let me tell you, the enemy wants to kill you. Amen. The Bible never gives us that opportunity to entertain the devil. In fact, the scripture is full. It says, nor give place to the devil. 1 Corinthians 16 verse 13, it says, be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. And when you read Ephesians chapter 4, it speaks about the things that are open doors for the devil. Amen. I said to you that the enemy can only come in when you open or you give him a key to come in. He can attack all day. He can attack your mind all day. But if you allow him in, then he comes in to live with you. And the Bible tells us not to give place to the devil. Other translations, it says don't give him a foothold. A place to securely put his foot. Oh, am I preaching today? Don't give the devil a foothold. I don't know what open door today that you have opened for the devil. But I pray today that by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, God will give you that discernment to see and to close the door. You know, I hate it when people shut the door in my face. When you're following someone and that person shuts the door. But may that anointing cause you to shut every door that you have opened for the devil in your life. May you slam, say slam, the door in the face of the devil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says, nor give place to the devil. That is Ephesians 4, 27. 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13, it says, be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. 1 Peter 5, 8-9, it says, Be alert and of sober mind. Verse 9, it says, Resist him. And these scriptures all speak of the devil. Amen? No one else is not saying that we should resist God. 
It's saying resist the devil. The enemy is real. We are fighting not against flesh and blood. We are fighting against a kingdom of darkness. There is an enemy. The Bible says he prowls around you looking for anyone. Are you that person? Are you that person? He is looking for anyone to devour. But may you be alert. May you be sober-minded. May you resist him. May you be on your guard. May you never give place to the devil. May you stand firm and stand against the tactics of the devil as Ephesians 6 11 tells us and in 2nd Corinthians 2 verse 11 it says lest Satan should take advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices hallelujah is anybody with me today hallelujah we should not be ignorant of the devil he is stealing from many of you. Many of you are just sitting down and watch him. I said to you, you would do everything in the physical realm that the thief will not steal from you. But how about now we are more careful and alert when it comes to the realm of the spirit? How about now we raise up our antennas and say, God, give me that grace to discern and to know what the enemy is stealing from you. Oh, for years I had received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I was speaking in tongues. I started off speaking in tongues and maybe this testimony will encourage someone. I started off speaking in tongues. But the enemy came and he began to lie to me. Every time I will open my mouth to speak, he will whisper a word. Before I realized, I stopped speaking in tongues. I went for months to years. Eventually, I began to question myself and ask myself, did I ever receive that gift? Oh, am I speaking to someone today? God has given you gifts. God has put gifts on the inside of you. There are many prophets here sitting among us there are evangelists sitting here among us there are people who can give words of knowledge many of you your hands god has anointed your hands with healing and miraculous power the gifts that god has put on the inside of you they have been dormant they have been dormant the enemy has prevented you from walking in the spirit and now all of a sudden you are walking in the flesh. Amen. The gifts of the spirit, they are for empowering, for edifying the body of Christ. But they are also for self-edification. We need the gifts of the spirit so that we can walk in the spirit. Did you hear me? We need the gifts. If we are not operating in the realm of the spirit, it's because the gifts that God put on the inside of you, and the inside of me, they are dormant. And I said, I started off from one month to two months to a year. Before I realized, I was no more speaking in tongues. In fact, when I come into a gathering where people are speaking in tongues, I get angry. I begin to get upset. 
But little did I know that I had already received that gift. But the enemy, he may not necessarily come and snatch it from you. But many of you today have just believed one lie of the enemy. When I opened my mouth and I began speaking in tongues, the enemy will say, you are rattling rubbish. Then I just stop. When I open my mouth and begin to speak in tongues, when I don't understand what I am saying, the enemy will say to me, look at you. You are like a fool. You are rattling rubbish. So before I realized this gift that I had received from the Lord, this gift that God gave me to edify me, to lift me up in the realm of the spirit was dormant in my life. Oh, and I see many dormant gifts here today. Many. Amen. God wants to sit on your gifts. Not the enemy to sit on your gifts. But many of you have allowed the enemy to sit on your gifts. And the Lord showed me that many of you, God has given you gifts of the Spirit. But who is sitting on the gift is the enemy. Amen. But we want to take back what the enemy has stolen from us. If God has given you the gift of healing and miracles, it's about time that you begin to pursue and to take back what belongs to you. God gave it to you to manage it, to be a good steward of it. It is yours. But it's time for you to rise up and walk in the gifts of the Spirit. Amen. We want to be a church that everyone in this church is operating and is walking in the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I know not one person have all the gifts, but every one of you here have a gift. None of you here have entered without a gift. You have a gift. When you made Christ your Lord and your Savior, you received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Without the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we cannot fulfill God's purpose. We will be like a blunt axe. You understand? You will be like a blunt cutlass or a knife. Amen. You cannot be able to accomplish or cut down anything. But with the gifts of the Spirit, you can fulfill God's purpose. With the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you can lay hands on the sick and see the manifestation of the glory of God through the giftings. Amen. God will speak to you. And God wants to speak to many of you. Like I said, there are many prophets sitting here among us. But the enemy has sat down on your gift. Many of you are even second guessing your calling. You know, when the enemy steals from you. Amen. You reach a place where you begin to even doubt your calling. How many of you have doubted your calling? Have doubted the gifts that the Lord has given you? Many of you are even doubting the authority that the Holy Ghost have given to you. Amen. God has given you authority. And the enemy is so tactic at how he steals. You know, you may be born again, but if you don't walk in the gifts of the Spirit you will accomplish nothing for the Lord. Amen. It's the gifts of the Spirit that will cause us to walk and to manifest the power of the Lord. 
Amen. I don't know what gift that the enemy is sitting on today, but today it's time for you to say to him, get up off of this gift. This gift, I am going to walk fully in it and fulfill God's purpose through this gift in my life. If the enemy is sitting upon this gift, this gift is not only affecting you, but is affecting the body of Christ. If today you don't rise up and take on that new courage and anointing to pursue, I want to say to you that you are selfish. Amen. You are selfish because God has given you the gift for the building up of the body of Christ. If you have a gift today, shout and give the Lord a big amen. amen. Hallelujah. God has put on the inside of you great gifts. And it's time to take back. I reached a place in my walk with God where I realized it was not me because I thought it was me. I came to realize that the enemy had made me believe many lies. And like I said, many of you today have believed many lies. And for that reason... You are not walking fully in the gifts of the Spirit. Now tell me, have the enemy not stolen that gift from you? If you are not walking fully in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, then the gift is dormant. Amen. But may that anointing cause you to receive and step up the gifts of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. You will function as a prophet. You will function as evangelist. You will function as a teacher. You will function as a pastor in the name of Jesus. Because God has given the gifts to you. And it's time to begin to rise up and pursue, overtake the enemy and recover everything. Say with me, everything that belongs to me. Hallelujah. In the word of God, he promises us restoration. Joel 2.25, it says, So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts have eaten. God has promised us restoration. But God is calling on you and me to walk with him so that he can restore unto us the years that the locusts had eaten. If you sit in your bedroom and if you sit on your chair and you keep declaring that word, but you don't do anything about it, I have news for you. You will recover nothing. The promises of God are yes and they are amen. God said in Joel 2, he will restore unto you the years that the locusts had eaten. Maybe the enemy has stolen your joy Maybe he has stolen your peace. Maybe you have lost a loved one. Maybe he has stolen your identity, your marriage. The word of God is saying that God is able to restore unto us the years that the locusts have eaten. So in other words, whatever it is that you have lost, God is able to restore it back unto you. But God is calling you to rise up and pursue and overtake and recover all that belongs to you. Because the anointing and the power of God is there. It's available for you and for me to rise up and to walk in it. 
Amen. Rise up. Jesus said that the Spirit of the Lord is upon him to do great and mighty things. And same church, the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Hallelujah. Is upon you to do great and mighty things. But if you keep on sitting down, nothing will happen. And that is why I came with these three words. Pursue, overtake, and recover all. Because we are in this season that the anointing of the Holy Ghost is flowing upon us to restore. In this season of harvest, God is saying, I will restore unto my people what they have lost. Restoration is real. If you have lost your joy, get ready because God is going to restore your joy. If you have lost your peace, get ready because God is going to restore your peace. If you are at a place where your marriage is almost broken, trust God because God is able. Say with me, He's able. Oh church, we serve a God of the impossible. I don't know whether you know this God, but the God that we serve is the God of the impossible. It may look impossible in your eyes, but in the eyes of God, He is able to restore. But I want to ask you this question. Are you willing to take God's hand today and walk with Him so that He will empower you to pursue, to overtake, and to recover it all? Hallelujah. Oh, the word of God is burning in my heart. The spirit of the Lord is burning on the inside of me to cause you to rise up. Rise up in the realm of the spirit. Stop being so concerned about what people are stealing from you in the physical realm. Be concerned of what the enemy is stealing from you in the realm of the spirit. That is where your concern should be. Amen. That is where, because the enemy knows that when he steals from you in the realm of the spirit, then he knows that you cannot walk in the spirit. Now tell me, are there many people here sitting here among us that are doubting their calling? Oh, am I preaching to someone here today? People are doubting, second guessing their calling, the prophetic gifting that is upon their life, the gifts of God that is upon your life. You are second guessing. Have God called me? Have God given me that authority and power? It is time to get up out of your seats, get up out of your chairs and begin to pursue and say, God, you have called me. You have empowered me. I'm going to take it back. If the gift of the speaking in tongues has been dormant in your life, but you know once before you spoke in tongues. I've heard people say, I received it before and it left me. It never left you. It is still there. You need to get up, begin to pray, seek the face of God and ask God for that anointing to take it back. The enemy loves to steal, church. When he looks at you, he is not looking for a way to negotiate with you. He is not looking to develop a love relationship with you. The enemy wants to steal from you. Amen. That is why the scripture is so clear. That don't be ignorant of his schemes. 
He says, stand firm against the devil, the enemy. Amen. You know that movie where it says, sleeping with the enemy. Amen. Sleeping with the enemy. And that is what many of you in the body of Christ are doing. You are sleeping with the enemy. When Samson went out and brought in Delilah, his life changed. Amen. His life changed, not for good, but for evil, for bad. This was once a man who was anointed and empowered by God. But when he began to sleep with the enemy, he lost his power. He lost the anointing. He stood between two pillars and he cried out to God, Lord, remember me. Your anointed one. And I know that today as you stand between God and you stand and you say, Lord, remember me. That anointing that came upon Samson and pulled down the pillars of that temple, that anointing of the Holy Spirit will come upon you again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, receive the power of the Holy Ghost. Receive a fresh anointing. Receive the favor of God over your life. Hallelujah. Many are sleeping with the enemy, just like Samson. But may you be able to identify the enemy that is in your life. When Delilah came into the life of Samson, she wanted to know where he was getting his power from. You know why? Because the enemy hates to see a child of God walking and manifesting the power of of the Holy Ghost she came wanting to know she tried many times to manipulate Samson eventually he gave in and same here many of you have given in to the devil you have allowed him in and today he is sitting on your gifts hallelujah it's either you're quiet because you know that what I'm saying is true Amen. The enemy is sitting on your gifts. But it's time to rise up. I want you to stand up and make a noise. Make a shout unto the Lord. And begin to clap, 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 clap. And say, God, we are going to rise up. We are going to repossess what belongs to us. We are going to take back, take back, Take back what belongs to us. Now as you clap and you clap unto the Lord, begin to say, enough is enough. Enough is enough. I'm taking back what you have taken from me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now you may take your seats. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, Verse 1 to 8, and I'm going to read it. It says, now it happened. This is about David. Amen. And I know when I said these three words, pursue, overtake, and recover all, many times our heart would go to these scriptures. Because really this is where these three words come from. It says, now it happened when David and his men came to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag attacked Ziglag and burnt it with fire. Say with me, fire. And had taken captive the woman 
And those who were there, from small to great, they did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. Verse 3. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was burned with fire. And their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. Now, how many of you have found yourselves in times or in a place like David? He wept so much that he had no more strength to weep. Verse 5, and David's two wives, Ahinom, the Jezreelites, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed. And I know this is a word for somebody who is feeling distressed here today. For the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. But David, say with me, but David. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. May you receive the strength of the Lord in this season. May you be strengthened by God to pursue, to overtake, and to recover all. It says, but David was strengthening himself in the Lord his God. Then David said to Abiathar, the priest, Ahimelech's son, please bring the ephod here to me. And Abiathar brought the ephod to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue these troops? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue. Now this is a word for somebody here today. Pursue, for you shall surely, say with me, surely. Oh, I can't hear you. Say with me, surely. Overtake them and without fail. You know, many times when you want to overtake, you begin to calculate in your mind, can I overtake? Can I overtake even before the other car comes to smash into me? Amen. But listen to what God is saying. He says, oh, pursue for you shall surely. So today as the word of God is coming to you to pursue and overtake, let me tell you the word from the spirit of God today. You will surely overtake. Now listen, it goes on. There is better news coming. It says you will surely overtake them. And without, oh, hallelujah, and without fail. Oh, today, if this word of the Lord is piercing through your spirit and you're wondering, is this word from the Lord? Would I be able to truly pursue? Will I be truly be able to overtake what God is saying to you? Pursue, pursue, go after what you have lost. 
run after what you have lost. Whatever it is that the enemy is sitting on, God is saying, go after. Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them without fear. Oh, Hallelujah. Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fear. As you make a choice today to pursue and overtake the enemy, you will never fail. You will overtake and you will recover everything that enemy has stolen from you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover them. And in verse 18, when you read the scripture, you know, David was living among the Philistines. You remember the story of how David was running from Saul because of jealousy. They came from war and it says Saul killed a thousand men, but David killed 10,000. Jealousy began to pierce through the heart of Saul and Saul wanted to kill David. But David went and he camped. Ziklag was not in Israel. He camped among the Philistines. He was not a threat to the Philistines. Neither was the Philistines a threat to him. So they had given him tents. They had allowed him and his family, his sons and his daughters, everything to camp among them. Even when you read chapter 29, when the Philistines were going to war against Israel, David joined the Philistines to war against Israel. But the commanders of the Philistines said, no, let us not allow him. Though he's not a threat to us, you would never know whether he would turn his back on us. So they told David to go back to Ziglag and to take his family, everything, and leave the camp of the Philistines. But David got back to Ziglag only to realize that everything that he owned, the Bible says, Everything that he owned, Ziklag was burned to the ground. Amen. I don't know what Ziklag is in your life today. What Ziklag situation you are going through today. What in your life has been burned to the ground? All have been taken away. Imagine coming back after three days. This was a great man, a man who was anointed. He was not yet appointed as king. It was the season between when he was anointed, where he began to run from Saul. He was not yet appointed, but yet in that place, he found himself in a hopeless situation. Amen. And you may be anointed just like King David. If there was ever a man in the Bible, a man after God's heart, a man anointed from youth to be king, we speak of David. This man was anointed just like you and me. But now he was facing a hopeless situation. He came back. He about to go to war. But he comes back to realize that everything that he owned was taken away. His two wives, his sons, his daughters, his cows, his herds, everything was taken away. Sometimes you lose a watch and you're upset. Sometimes you lose one CD in a trotra and you're upset. You're grieved with what you have lost. Yesterday we said loss, no matter how big, no matter how small, is painful. 
Someone would say, if I lose a son who is 40 years old, it's more painful than you losing a child in your womb. But you hear a person who loses the child who is in the womb. The woman would say, the pain is the same. Pain is the same. Loss always comes with pain. Amen. You can't separate pain from loss. If you're losing something, whether it's a watch, it's one CD, a boyfriend or someone you're dating, a son, a brother, whatever it is, you have lost a father, a mother, it is painful. Amen. Loss always comes with pain. Now imagine David back in Ziglag, this man who was anointed to be king. Amen. He was picked from among his brothers, comes back to see that everything that he owned was taken away. Where is my wife? Where are my children? Where is everything that I own? Ziglag was burned to the ground and his family was taken captive. But none of them were killed. Amen. Now as David and the men were on the ground mourning and grieving and crying over what they have lost. Guess what the men were doing and guess what David was doing. The Bible tells us that David found strength in the Lord. But you know what the men were doing? They began to blame David. The Bible says that David went to the point where he was weak. And he was so distressed. Why? Because the men wanted to stone him. Ah, I don't know about you. We all come back and we've all lost everything. Why stone me? What do I have to do with what you have lost? Amen. But really, this is the picture of many of us in the church today playing the blame game for what we have lost. When one was finding strength in the Lord, the others on the other side of the camp, they were playing the blame game. And I know many of you today in the body of Christ, you are playing the blame game. You blame your father for your failures. You blame your husband for where you are. You're always playing the blame game. I have not reached here because of this person because of this relationship that I was in I know a friend amen he's not worked for like seven years financially he's struggling he's not married he's almost in his 50s but he blames his father for everything amen he blames his father his mother for everything and many of you today maybe you have lost something the pain of the loss is true but I'm speaking to someone here today who is playing the blame game, blaming the person on the other side. Many of you in marriage, you're fighting among each other. You're wanting to kill each other, but you're playing the blame game. Instead of fighting the enemy, you're fighting your husband. You know, this would teach you how to pray. You would learn, you would go into another dimension of prayer if you know the enemy you're fighting. But these men came back only to realize everything was lost. And even instead of owning up and choosing to pursue and run after what they had lost, they chose to blame David. I want to ask you today, and this is a direct word for you. Are you blaming people around you for where you are today? Are you blaming people for your failures? 
for your misfortunes, for where you are today. Are you blaming people? This is a word for you. Stop playing the blame game. Own up. Get up. Stop looking back. This friend of mine, he's always looking back. And you see, after seven years, ten years, he have not even made a step forward. Why? Because he's playing the blame game. Every time the Israelites came to Moses and complained, it never took them forward. It always took them backwards. If you are playing the blame game today and the word of God is coming to you to begin to pursue, overtake and recover all, I want to encourage you. Stop. Say with me, stop. Look to someone next to you and say to them, stop playing the blame game. Stop blaming people for your failures, for where you are. Rise up, get up. Walk in that anointing that God has given you, the season for this anointing. Walk in it. Amen. And recover it all. Overtake and recover it all. Find strength. Instead of wasting time blaming others, pointing fingers on your father, on your mother, when they came to Jesus and said, look at him, he's this and that. Is it because of the sins of his father? Jesus said, no, it was for the glory of God. Amen. Some of you, yes, your parents made mistakes. Some of you, yes, where you are is because of the problems that your parents were going through. Your parents did their best. Say with me, they did their best. Some of you need to release your parents. You need to release that bitterness out of your heart. Because that blame game will take you nowhere. It will not draw you closer to Christ. It will draw you away. Every time you choose to blame, you go back. Never forward. Amen. Stop playing the blame game. Choose what David chose. Today there is a recovery for you to take back. But instead of playing the blame game, find strength in the Lord. David encouraged himself in the Lord and maybe you're wondering and asking pastor how can I begin to encourage myself in the Lord this is the word of the Lord begin to speak God's word over your life pray discern the voice of God say God empower me in this season pray let God give you a word for the season you're in all it takes is one word the word of God is Logos. Yes, it can be Rama. When you receive that fresh word, that word which we call the Rama word of God becomes a sword in your hand to fight with. To fight with. David knew that if he sat down and complained and played the blame game, he would not be able to recover all that he had lost. So he made a choice. And this is a choice that you need to make today. Find strength not in your marriage not in your finances not in your degree or your education no find strength in the Lord where are you seeking strength from is it in the Lord because if you are not seeking David knew that he can do all things through Christ who strengthens him Amen. Begin this journey today to recover all by stop playing the blame game and finding strength in the Lord. And listen to what David also did. He went to the priest. He said to him, give me the ephod. The Bible says he inquired of the Lord. He prayed. 
He prayed. Today we are losing many things. You know why? Should I tell you? Because we are not praying. When we pray, we raise up our fences. In the physical, you build a high wall. In the physical, you put barbed wires. You put high gates. You put dogs. But in the realm of the spirit, that is what prayer does. When we pray, we're putting an electric fence around our lives. Amen. When we pray, we are releasing angels. The Bible says, yes, David was grieving and he was sad. He was in despair. But he chose to find strength from God. And he chose to pursue and ask God, Lord, should I go? And guess what God said to him? God said to him, go, pursue, and you will not fail. You will surely overtake them all. Verse 18, so David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives, and nothing of theirs was lacking. Either small or great, sons or daughters, spoils or anything which they had taken from them. David recovered. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May you recover all that you have lost. Whatever it is that the canker worm, the locust, whatever it is that you have lost, God is saying. This is a word in season. God is saying, as you find strength from me, as you pursue me, you will recover all. You will overtake the enemy. And I will empower you to recover all. Let's be up on our feet. Hallelujah. Now you know what you have lost. Maybe you've walked in here, you've lost your joy. Maybe you've walked in here, you've lost your job. Maybe you've walked in here, you've lost your identity. One thing I know is how the enemy is good at causing people to lose their identity. You are no more walking the way the Lord wants you to walk. You no more know who you are in Christ Jesus. The authority, the power of God, you are no more walking in that authority and power of the Most High God. I have spoken enough. The rest is for you. You know, as pastors, we can only do part, but the rest is for you. So today I say, God, help your people. Help your children. I can stand here all day and preach until there is no more strength on the inside of me. But it all depends on you. It all depends on you. Today I want to ask you, where are you in your walk with God? Have you lost it? Have you lost everything? But you've heard the word. And God wants you to get up and get out. I'm going to pray for you. And I pray God that will anoint you with his Holy Spirit, with power from on high. I pray that every demonic power that is holding your destiny, every demonic power that is holding back God's plans and God's purpose over your life, by the power of the Holy Spirit that no enemy is too big for the God that we serve no matter the bondage that you're in no matter the stronghold that is holding you down today the power of God can break you free and set you free and put your feet back on where God has ordained you 
to be. The enemy can steal from you, but God can recover and give you back the word of God. In Proverbs, I believe chapter 6, it says, when they steal from you, they will pay back to you a sevenfold. May whatever the enemy has stolen from you, may they pay back, not a sevenfold, a thousandfold into your bands. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray and I break every plan of the enemy to distract your children, to steal from your children. Father, we say enough is enough. We bind his plans. We destroy his plans by the fire of your Holy Spirit. Every plan of the enemy to destroy your purpose, your destiny over our life, we destroy by fire in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I pray that the anointing of your Holy Spirit will once again empower us, empower us to do great things for you. May we walk and run as you said in your word that we will soar on wings like eagles. May this be our testimony. I pray that the anointing of your spirit will rest upon us. The anointing of your spirit will rest upon the gifts, will rest upon your plans, your purpose over our lives. May we from today never be the same. Your life will be changed from today. Whatever is holding you down is releasing you right now in the name of Jesus. May you experience when David prayed, the Bible says he met an Egyptian on the way. That Egyptian was part of the Amalekites that had raided his camp and killed. And that enemy took David to his family. May the favor of God locate your destiny helpers. Amen. May the favor of God locate your destiny helpers. So that you can take back whatever the enemy has stolen from you. And cause you to flourish and walk in God's plan and God's purpose over your life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. I thank you. For the anointing that is piercing the hearts of your children. Thank you for breaking us free from every demonic stronghold. Thank you for releasing us that today we will take on new heights that we have never taken before. Lord, that you will take us to new levels that we have never taken before. In the name of the glorious and mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and all the people in the house give the Lord an amen